Welcome to Media, Culture, and Why We Feel Like Crying So Much. Each week, we use media theory to make sense of our everyday media habits, practices, and experiences. I'm Stephanie Jay. I'm Grant Latanzi. What is our topic that we decided again today? Uh, we're talking about influencer snark pages. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I only picked this because it's been on my mind and like I feel like this is a short one that we can go through and I just have a bunch of examples. Awesome. I am not on any snark pages, but I mean, obviously I'm aware of them. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering though, are there snark pages for other things? Like, is this a practice beyond influencers? I bet there is. I'm not a part of them. I only got mm-hmm. into Reddit because of influencer story <laughs> pages. So I don't know what the rest of Reddit is like. For those of us that might not know, like what mm-hmm. what do you mean influencer snark? So certain influencers have their own pages and then there are others who are just lumped into one. So there's a New York City influencer snark page and people just usually anonymous. They all have a username, but like, we're not sharing any personal information. Yeah, it's Reddit, and, so it's typically yeah. like you don't give your yeah. personal information out. So they often watch their latest YouTube video, listen to their latest podcast episodes, see a post on Instagram, and they screenshot it, they bring it to Reddit, and they talk about it. Often you can't discuss these in like those platforms like comment section because one it's snark two it will often get deleted by the person no matter how like quote-unquote constructive criticism vibes it is um we'll get into that later maybe I feel like because of the anonymity people are more open to talking about the deeper stuff so the themes I have today are privilege overconsumption and reality Mm. I do have one question. You said like people will post like if someone posts something, yeah. an influencer, and I'm like, that's goofy. Like I want to mm-hmm. share this with the snark page. They might like post a screenshot or something of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you said it gets deleted. Oh no! Uh, so like, what I meant was some of the comments that people would post on Reddit, they won't post on like that influencer's comment section on Instagram because uh, they will often get deleted. Yeah. But there are certain rules within each snark page. And so a lot of them include like no physical body shaming. That has been tweaked a little bit because a lot of influencers started getting Botox and people were talking about what they look like with Botox and that line of are we body shaming or are we talking about Botox as a practice? So like that has been an interesting rule. And then obviously no doxing, no Mm. personal information. Um, One of the pages that Mm -hmm. I was looking into, there were some, like, court documents of their parents' divorce that came in, and people were like, this is way too far, like, we shouldn't be doing this, and then other people are like, this is all public record. We're not, like, breaching any privacy because this is public record, but then other people are like, this is, like, one step too far in what we talk about these influencers for. Yeah, anyway. So... There are certain rules and like some moderators will delete posts if it does cross that line. That's interesting because I feel like it would be so easy for people to get carried away and like we're shitting on this person 
mm-hmm. or like dunking on them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense that there would be some safeguards, maybe. Because I feel yes. like it could also get real racist real fast. Real racist, real mean. Yeah. That line of, like, cyberbullying has been, like, towed a few times. There's one influencer snark page right. where they mention no politics, which is an interesting one. So a quick disclaimer, I'm not going to name any of the snark pages, I will be reading some comments from it, but I'm not going to say usernames. I'm not going to say which page I got it from. I'll give, like, some context, but I'm not going to intentionally put things out there. No, I think that's good. Just anonymize Mm -hmm. it best you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's public, so. It is public, so if you, like, Google the comment that I read, you could find it. But, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, you could. But are you are you going to? Yeah, I mean, like for our six <laughs> listeners, like don't do that. Uh, so yeah. okay, let's just let's just don't do that. Uh, all right, yeah. problem solved. Now we'll, we'll yes. go on. I had one other mm-hmm. question though, because you mentioned cyberbullying, mm-hmm. and it's like, I think a lot of the shit that influencers deal with uh, crosses that line, anyways. So, like, can influencers be cyberbullied? in their relative position of power and influence on the web. Mm-hmm. Speci- I'm asking specifically great, about cyberbullying. Great moral question. <laughs> I think that's where, like, the body... No, like, talking about their actual physical body part comes in. A lot of people say they're putting themselves out there, which encourages people to talk about them so therefore they can't get upset when they read these comments which what normal human is going to read these comments and feel good about themselves or like not get hurt by them right but is is the point of a snark page to build people up (laughs) no (laughs) yeah I'm wondering about the very purpose, like, so assembling for the purpose of snark, I feel like it can be so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like, I think about, I think misery loves company. And I think about Mm -hmm. how my ability to commiserate with others going through the same shit is a constant source of, like, camaraderie. Or, like, a reason that you, like, like, I think I trauma bonded with my whole like BFA cohort, right? Just from going through the same shit for four years. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I think that when you have the same people to complain about, it's sort of a like, and it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know? Yeah. I also feel like because there are so many people who watch these influencers and like in the comment section, you're not seeing any of this talk happening. So when you find these pages, you're like, oh my god, there are other people who are thinking like me. They are Mm -hmm. other people who have similar opinions about X, Y, and Z as I do. Quick disclaimer. I feel like this is the same disclaimer that we had for our Emma Chamberlain episode of we are not here to like directly call out these influencers we're looking at the discourse and language around them Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that what am i trying to say like there is a certain line that some pages have crossed and i'm only a part of like five of them so i really can't speak to all of them Mm -hmm. but there have been within the few that i have lingered in there have been certain lines that have been crossed and like 
that I don't agree with that we should be able to do and like some things like just should be off limits you know but again we're here to talk about the greater discourse right like I'm sure there's plenty of smart communities out there that are like in good fun and some that are like really toxic and mm-hmm. like hate speech so yeah you know you're speaking based on your observations in like certain ones also yes. and so people should keep that in mind Yes, these are mainly quote-unquote lifestyle influencers who either became popular in the early like 2010s of YouTube or they went viral on TikTok off of like a couple videos and now they have this entire platform. Mm-hmm. There's so many but and ifs and all of that, but we know what we're here to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> cool. we're good. All right, so shall we start off with the great topic of privilege? <laughs> yes. Cool. Um, how did you identify this as it, uh, a topic in the snark world? That has been a main theme that I have seen throughout posts. Most of the examples I have are within a one-year period. And most are within the past two weeks because prepping for this episode, I wasn't going to yeah. go through all of it. But we'll get into these examples and we'll see where that through line of where I found privilege comes from. Great. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. a great idea. Cool. First example, this one influencer went viral off of one specific type of video and they now have a book deal and they preach all about manifesting and your dream life and all of that. Rich parents, probably, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. They come from a very wealthy background. Have you seen, so, I've seen so many posts that are like, uh, when you realize like that cool new artist had rich parents, you know, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Or it, hmm. That's a very tricky area to get into. I'm so yeah. interested to hear these examples Mm -hmm. okay so here is the comment with some slight alterations to maintain anonymity so this is the title why are they claiming they manifested having tiktok and instagram followers and their book deal they're so delusional text i'm so over them claiming they manifested their dream life they clearly only received the book deal because a few years ago they made insert tiktok They wouldn't have the platform they have without the lifestyle they were able to afford because of their privilege and family. They claim they acknowledge their privilege, but refuse to admit they only received a book deal because of it. What does everyone think? And then here are the comments that follow it. They 100% got their book deal because of their social media following and TikTok, which they were able to pursue thanks to their privilege and family's wealth. It's definitely not because they made a name for themselves in the journalism field. This person got their master's in journalism, has been writing for a little bit, but in doing a lot of research within, this is me talking now, um, Mm -hmm. having done research in publishing and like what agents are looking for right now they really want somebody who already has a platform and this influencer has talked about how they got their book deal they were making tiktoks and they had people approach them and be like we have a good idea for a book this was not the traditional i have a book idea i'm writing the book proposal i'm querying agents that took one year finally got an agent went to an auction all of that 
this was the publishing industry had an idea and found a voice for it. And that's how they got a book deal. Next comment. Rich people call being privileged something they manifest. I have an entirely different post from the same page about that. So the next one is about white female influencers saying they manifested their lives. Are you familiar with this whole like manifestation? Yes, I am. Thing? And, okay. And like, well, I do think that mindset is very powerful mm-hmm. and that there are like component, like things in the psyche that do relate to what you become and where you go or like, I believe that like there's big stuff going on, right? Mm -hmm. And it has to do with the universe inside me and outside me. But I'm whenever I hear talks of manifesting where where it's from like a point of like I did it, like Mm -hmm. I have succeeded. I'm like, how do you know? How are you Mm -hmm. able to point and say the cause of my success is manifestation? Right? Like Yeah. You can't just boil it down to that one point. There's so many other factors. And I think, like, if I, like, no, no, I, I, like, I get it. And, like, I, I, I agree with the spirit of it. Mm -hmm. However, yeah, I mean, like, no, like, I don't like when it's communicated that way or when it's a, like, like, I did it. Here's how you can do it. Yes. Very much so of, like, if you just manifest, you will have this life. And it's like, no, like, some people have very different backgrounds, different circumstances, manifesting mm-hmm. just more to it so here are some more comments about manifesting and privilege they manifested being born into a rich white family <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um you didn't manifest shit you have rich parents and no sense of a work ethic you leverage the privilege and wealth you got from them to a social media platform that is built on girls who think your life is attainable but it is not unless you have millionaire for parents. Truly shut the fuck up and stop with pretending you earned anything you have on your own. This it next one. It feels like this mm-hmm. is like a cathartic thing for people. Yeah. Next comment. Manifesting is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's a weird way that someone can deny their luck and privileges and pretend that they did something and other people just, quote unquote, aren't trying enough. And that's why they don't have the life they want. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay, I completely agree. I think it can be fun to follow influencers and experience that lifestyle vicariously through them. But they have to stop pretending it's attainable for anyone. Especially through, quote, manifesting. I found myself playing the comparison game so much lately and I have to stop myself because a normal life like mine isn't really fairly comparable to an influencer's influencer name you have rich parents a safety net probably no student debt and you're white and skinny please just don't this last one i'm gonna start manifesting generational wealth Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's sort of a problematic i mean one it's like a very wishy-washy idea in general that i think Mm -hmm. is founded on a sort of like smattering of pseudo spiritual philosophy um and like mixed with self-help mm-hmm. um and i think it's like it, who is i think who is doing the speaking here is very important 
Mm-hmm. Well, right. Actually, I want to go to the comments that towards the end of that first, like the person saying like, it's kind of fun to like see an influencer's life, but my life is not that of an influencer. I would go further and say the influencer's life does not exist in any way, shape or form. It is fabricated. And um, to think that you can somehow live a life that is edited as it's lived is simply not true. That's just mm-hmm. what we see because it's edited. But th- their life is not. So I wonder if influencer snark might be a good way to like open up thinking about digital media more critically in general. Because mm-hmm. you're already being a little cynical. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of shit happening in these pages mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, we're like so close to talking about frustrations with our media landscape Mm -hmm. okay i want to talk about a different kind of privilege i want to talk about like privilege as like time and i don't know i'm just gonna get into it time poverty is a real thing yes so there is this one influencer who has been talking about how they are guilty that they are a long distance daughter. They are guilty or like feel guilt? They feel guilty. They yeah. feel guilty. <laughs> I can relate to that. I'm a long yeah. distance daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so, okay. So first comment was, why does everything have to be an era? <laughs> so that was one. But getting into it, it's... I'm sorry, but if they miss their parents so much and they live so close, why do they only visit them five times a year? My in-laws live two hours away and we see each other multiple times a month because it's a priority for us. There's no reason for influencer can't visit them at least every six weeks or so if they want to see more of them. This influencer lives in the same state as Oh my god. Yeah. Also, five times a year is pretty good like yeah. <laughs> as an adult like that's a lot to yeah. get out and s- go somewhere and see people mm-hmm. here's one if their parents only live three hours away maybe they should visit home more than four or five times a year especially if they're moving overseas plus they work from home so what's the hold up i go to the beach for fun more times a year than they drive to see their parents and it's the same distance Here's another one. They're literally insufferable. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Talk about making a song. Their personality. I think this was a Hozier? Hozier? I just thought it was Hozier. I don't... (laughs) Hozier? Hoiser? I don't... I mean, who knows? This person has a song about being a long-distance kid. I don't know. Um, huh. yeah. Such a small problem to have in such a dramatic video. And I think what is happening here is that people who watch influencers have this sense that influencers have so much time on their hands. And they complain about not having enough time to do certain things. When in quote unquote reality, like I don't know what an influencer's time is like. I don't personally know any like Mm -hmm. they probably could go and visit their family whenever they want especially because they work from home or can work for themselves so they can literally do whatever they want 
Also, I, I was know. wrong. It was ho. It was not uh, ho. H O Z. Yep. I E R. Uh, it was Noah Khan. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you know of any instances where an influencer has conversed mm-hmm. with a snark page of their own? Yes. Uh, I did yes. not bring this into today's conversation because this page has been dead silent for the past couple weeks because somebody that they think is one of there are two influencers in this joint subreddit um that they have been interacting in it and there are times where like they would post something as a comment and they would be like lol stop influencer name and they would just like, like call them out. Them. Yeah. yeah. And then they would be why? like, what, what like, why would you what? it would be like in defense mm-hmm. of the influencer. Yeah. And so they'd be like, you must be the influencer. Yeah. Or uh-huh. like, you have way too much time on your hands, like get off the internet, touch some grass, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, we're we're a snark page. What did yeah, you think we were doing here? Yeah. Page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then most recently they the influencers, quote unquote, the influencers reached out to, I think, the moderator of the page, got their IP address and their personal information, and were, like, found their uh, place of employment, and we're going to talk to their boss and, like, press legal charges, all of that. So the page Jesus. has been dead silent. On what grounds? That they watched their videos and were talking about them? Or... I think, like, cyberbullying, doxing, all of that, but it's, like, nobody has doxed. Everything in here is public information. Yeah. And then some of them have addressed them in their videos of, well, a lot of people say, well, don't read it, don't read it. And they're, like, well, how could you not read it when you and people that you love are the subject of this talk? (laughs) And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. I would read it if there was one about me. Please don't ever create one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't create a snark page for us. Well, like... Please. I'll cry. I'll cry. <laughs> yeah. And I'll also, like... I don't know. I So here's the thing. I feel like if I was aware of a snark page about me, I would be like, I'm going to trump these fuckers. Like, I'm going to put out content so polished... Mm-hmm. And so, like, thought out that they can't find a problem with it. Yeah. Which is impossible. What I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I feel like that would impact how I approach my work. Yes. And so I'm wondering, like, if this dynamic of Spark Pages becomes a bigger thing, which I really feel like it is sort of an outlet. Because it's not like you can... I remember being a kid and being like, ah, oh, like... I hate, I was like maybe like 10 and being like, oh, I like, I hate Justin Bieber. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could tell him to his face. I feel like it's like the same impulse of like, I can't tell him to their face, but like, I can at least tell it to like some of my friends online and we'll all be like, yeah, like that fucking like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind, it's fun to rant about things and to mm-hmm. shit on things. It yeah. can be. So like, I think there's something very real there. And I also think like, it could, if the, I only recently became aware of Snark Pages, I think like this year. And so I don't know how long it's been going on, but if it were to become like, you know, like, I don't know if there's like a Marvel Snark Page or like Snark Pages, like, like, like I remember in college there were like TCU meme accounts, like TCU Snark or like, I don't know, shit like that. Like, I feel like 
that could very much become something in the general like influencer ecosystem that it, it impacts the practice of influencing. For sure. Because it's like not all the eyes watching are friendly. And when, when there's a voice, and again, it's like, I don't know. It's so hard to like draw the line between snark and like malicious. Absolutely. Like sentiment, you know? Yes. I feel yes. like snark is almost like, it's it's more than in good fun, but it's still like got that like, like levity to it. What do you think? I think the reason why I am okay with snark pages is that it's just that like there's no I can't say there's no harm being done because the mental toll that this might have on someone is completely unknown to me to us Mm -hmm. whoever but it's all like complaining Mm -hmm. of being like oh my god they're not relatable oh my god like I'm reading one right now where it's like my husband's family all live in Brazil or Canada that's long distance not living three hours away like stuff Mm -hmm. like like that in itself there's no harm to that just I think shows the paradox is a word that's coming to mind but I don't think that's the right word that I want to use of like what we see in influencer world and reality Mm -hmm. but I also am just coming at this from a media and culture background not like (laughs) no I think I think, like, from, like, what you were saying, it's, like, this could be a way to, like, help, maybe help us all realize that we don't, like, influencers are not real. Like, the influencer reality is not. Yeah, exactly. There's another comment here. I haven't seen my family in three years due to life and a plane ticket costing $600 and 11-hour flight. Like, that's probably the reality for... A lot of people, not Mm -hmm. three hours. Mm -hmm. I think people in general, like beyond this context, just don't like to hear champagne problems or problems that like their life to have that problem, their life would have to be so much better to experience. Like that's never going to be well received. Yes. On that note, I have the perfect one. (laughs) Uh, There are these influencers who have been making YouTube videos since um, early 2010s, got really popular during that time, and have just continued being popular. Mm-hmm. And they have a podcast, and they made a TikTok with segments from their podcast talking about how hard it is to be an adult. Which Everybody we... feels this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but their comments, they took the video down because everybody was upset about it. Because there are comments on the TikTok. Somebody posted the comment section to the snark page. Where, um, imagine if you had a job. Every day they stray further from the reality of their listeners. OMG, it's so quirky to be stressed. Except you don't have a desk job, you have rich parents, and you get paid an absurd amount for posting videos. And then the Reddit comments are... I hate when influencers try to be relatable. Like, how stressful is your life really? Influencer name gets paid an absurd amount of money to post half-ass videos. Be fucking for real. Next comment. LMAO, they think being an adult is stressful for them because they have to remember to pay some bills. 
Imagine having a nine to five, a boss to answer to, coworkers you don't like, and still having to budget every paycheck so you can afford rent, food, and utilities. Imagine not being able to get free Apple products, jewelry, concerts, clothes, food, products, and actually buying those things with your own hard-earned money. Them trying to be relatable while simultaneously throwing all of these free PR packages in our face is not it. I think that is a paradox that you're highlighting, though, Mm -hmm. because it's like an influencer's very ability to relate to people is what lets them be that in the first place. And then, yeah, yeah, like you risk losing that if you become too big Mm -hmm. and people notice. Yeah. One of the earlier influencers that I was talking about, they got really popular because of their relatability and then they dyed their hair, quit their nine to five job, and people mass unfollowed because they were like, this person is no longer relatable and I don't like their content. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so ironic. It's like you achieved the success that you wanted and that it for that reason you no longer have it. They still have millions of followers on TikTok, so Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, so, yeah, their adulting TikTok was literally, like, I don't understand how our parents pay bills without auto pay. Jesus. And it's like, yeah, like, I get the idea, but, like... How how hard is it to set a reminder in your calendar? I know. Yeah. I mean, I use auto pay when I can for, like, Wi-Fi and stuff, but... Mm -hmm. Yep. I think... This is such an interesting practice that we have. Which specific practice? The snark thing in general. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of, like, it re- It first, like, for it to exist, influencers first had to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm just wondering. It just feels, to me, it sort of feels like seeing, like, the movement of, like, another thing that could be coming be becoming like a common practice snarking mm-hmm. yeah i know i've been snark i've been snarking my whole life i just didn't have like an official community or outlet but yeah i mean i feel like everything <laughs> i want i everything i like watch i'm like what the fuck is this shit like i mm-hmm. feel like that's like part of the fun of watching like dating shows and stuff with other people is like the snark so yeah. hmm. All right. Do we want to talk about overconsumption? Yeah. I see so much on this in on <laughs> yes. my media. Like, if I do see snark, it's usually, like, when influencers post their pantries or, like, God. Like, like I saw one that was, you know, those Starbucks cups that have a glass on, like, a straw? Yes. And it was someone mm-hmm. that had, like, maybe, like, 500 of them. Mm-hmm. Why do you need that many? It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, tell me what you... This specific post... The title is Influencer Overconsumption. Watching Influencer Name Cleaning Vlog, and wow, they have so much stuff. And the way they were buying more storage instead of maybe just getting rid of some stuff? Three, uh, three, quote, <laughs> three question marks. <laughs> 
Anyway, I know influencers get sent a lot of stuff. What do other influencers do to manage that? It seems like people get mad when influencers sell gifted items, which I do understand. Maybe they should share with friends more IDK. I see a lot of influencers do Poshmark, but I don't think either of them do this. Are they significantly worse than other influencers, or do you think most of them have this amount of junk and just hide it? The comments. Their hand soap they shared is $68. Like, I feel guilty for buying the $5 Mrs. Myers. Same. Like, fuck no, 70 bucks on soap, bye. Yeah, what? Yeah. So this has been, like, a thing of influencers get sent so much stuff. When, like, new makeup comes out, they get sent all the shades. And then there have been influencers who, like, obviously donate, do giveaways... But then people who sell, like, their clothes on Poshmark and stuff, people in the snark pages are like, why do you get to make a profit off of free stuff that you were sent? I guess it's one of the perks, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, I'm just thinking of Shein hauls. Oh, God. I don't know. I think, like, because it's like, can you be mad that influencers are buying like their whole purpose is to sell stuff like it mm-hmm. i don't know i like of course they would have a lot of stuff because that's what they do is they tell people what to buy yeah there was one influencer who they were doing an ad for manscaped and the influencer smart pages were like what even is their brand anymore because they just take every single sponsorship and ad that they get sent Mm-hmm. yeah i think this will be my last one consumerism at a disgusting level i know influencers are influencers for a reason and most of their job is to get us to buy things but the level of consumers they promote is making their content unwatchable and maybe i am in the minority here but their spending is literally mind-boggling it makes me sick how much money is spent on new clothes a fully designed apartment crazy rent And then just every trip needing a whole new wardrobe. The way they just got all of that apartment stuff. And then they mentioned in her latest vlog that the new apartment has black windowsills. So they're using that interior designer again to redo a bunch of stuff. And the links on all their outfits are all for things over $150. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like other content creators are able to find a balance between being an influencer but still have a personality outside of buying things. Influencers get bogged down by... When you think of, like, the, the things that they produce as ads, it makes sense. Because, like, they're going to model the consumption that is most beneficial to their funders. Mm-hmm. And that model is buying a bunch of new stuff. It's important that it's new. Buy it from them. Don't buy from each other or from yeah. other other retailers. Don't buy secondhand. Like, you no. want this new thing. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then There's that like, becomes part of like how a life is modeled. Yes. And suddenly <laughs> you can't live without consumption. Good God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every time they go on a trip, they make a PowerPoint of their outfits and they like buy new basics. Like, I feel like every single video I watch, it's like, oh, I got new basics. And it's like, how many white crop t shirts can you have? <laughs> Yeah, or black leggings. Like, mm-hmm. just, 
Yeah. There's a comment here. IMO, there's no such thing as sustainable influencing. They argue, quote, we donate our stuff, but think of the production and the toll the environment takes for the production of those items. The shipping, the boxes and plastic, etc. Not to mention all the flying travel they do for influencer events. How do they feel fulfilled in their career when it consists of trashing the environment and encouraging their young audience to buy a bunch of mediocre and unnecessary products? Yeah. I mean, that's like that an influencer, like, I don't know. I'm hearing these. I'm like, yeah, like that's the job. Like <laughs> that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think that it's anything else is naive. There may have been like a solid little, there was like a, maybe like a blip where like the, the sort of authenticity that people, I feel like, like an ideal influencer could have, like there was like a blip where that maybe could have existed, but in our mm-hmm. current system, no, like that's not what an influencer is or can be. Not in this system. No. There are so many minimalist influencers that I watch for a little bit. But even then, it's like, oh, do you want to be minimal? Buy this product the, instead yeah, of that exactly. product. <laughs> it, well, I'm, I'm to, like, the assumption is that you already have stuff, so mm-hmm. you have to replace your stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just, I'm also still thinking back to my comment a few months ago that the idea of an influencer implies the existence of an influenced. Mm-hmm. Influenced to do what? to buy shit and that's our episode <laughs> join us next week yeah <laughs> i don't have anything else to you i do want to like make a note that like there are other things that we didn't get into like other topics like being a model lifestyle stuff like that but i feel like we've also touched on that in other episodes all right do you feel like crying today <laughs> no nah, i feel like i don't know like kicking an influencer um no i think i just feel angry i feel like yelling about this but i think since i Mm -hmm. personally kind of disengage from it i'm not feeling the tears how about you i've been reading these for so long that i'm like (laughs) just numb (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i'm also like kind of hopeful because people or at least i am starting to see people be a little more aware of the things that they are consuming and looking to as role models. For sure. Definitely. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on Instagram at Media, Culture, and Why Pod, where you can share your thoughts, engage with us, and we'll keep you updated on new episodes. Join us next week where we'll unpack another part of our media lives. Bye. Bye.